Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. That's right. Welcome to The Chaser Report for Thursday, the 3rd of February, 2022. I'm Charles Firth, and with me today are Dom Knight. Yay! I'm back, although at home. Uh, it's nice to watch see you all down Zoom. Why are you, why are you at home, Dom? Uh, my daughter's got a fever, and uh, we've wasted two rats finding out there's not COVID. So I really hope it is COVID today, because honestly, those, are, those things are expensive. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you wasted good money on that. Hold that against her. Well, let, let's hope it's not BA2. Did you listen to the rave about BA2 yesterday? That, that's under the assumption that Dom listens to the podcast. No, I didn't listen to the podcast yesterday. Okay. I, was wrangling, well, I was wrangling a a, um, yeah. a sick child. I would have loved to have had five minutes to listen to anything. Well, just uh, I, I'm just saying, if you do own a toddler out there, probably don't listen to, to yesterday's episode. <laughs> would, would you agree, Gabby? Yeah, I mean, I, I reckon if I were a parent with a sick toddler, I'd just pull Schrodinger's child and just, like, put it in another room and then it's not my kid anymore. Yes, you know? I like that. That's how it works. Docs can't get called if you claim it's not your child, can they? I'm just hoping that she's got son of son of Omicron because I really want to be the first. I want to be up with the latest trends. <laughs> Grandson of Omicron. <laughs> yeah. Coming up in the show, uh, Alex is in. And Hello. he's going to talk about the price of milk. Oh, yeah. Riveting. All fresh news from the press club. I'm already nervous. I don't know what it is. (laughs) And I've got an anecdote about how I almost killed a kid on the weekend. Docs. So a usual week at the Firth household. I don't know. Well, I wasn't officially... Like, I didn't own that kid. Like, it was somebody else's kid. Oh, not your child. Someone else's kid. Genuine worry. Oh, this is a new low. (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana Minow in the Chaser Newsroom. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Relatable daggy dad Scott Morrison has come under fire after failing to state the correct price of milk. Scott eventually gave a response by asking if he was meant to factor in the cost of a photographer as well. The Liberal government has since hired a milk consultant for 200 grand a year. A couple on Married at First Sight have been sued by the Nine Network for breaching contract after falling in love at first sight. The happy couple have had to postpone spending the rest of their lives together after being notified by Nine they are required to have at least 12 domestic outbursts and a public affair before they can leave their contract. Following a string of heatwaves, a local air conditioning unit has been awarded Employee of the Month in its office. The aircon was humbled by the accolade after a unanimous vote from all humans in the building, stating it was the backbone of company morale. Those are the latest Chaser headlines. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno. So on Tuesday, Scott Morrison fronted the press club and Alexa. You've been covering this. It was a bit of a massacre, wasn't it? Um, I mean, it would have been. It would have been if Scott Morrison wasn't so good at squirming his way out of questions. Um, <laughs> this was one of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, it was quite a party. They were asking really hard questions. And he just, he had 
Well, he didn't quite answer them, but he, you know, he worked out how to not answer them in mm. a in a very entertaining way. So we got the first one, Laura Tingle. This one's actually pretty brutal. I don't know how you can squirm out of this one. Do you want to take this opportunity to actually say sorry for the mistakes you've made as Prime Minister? Not just about uh, COVID, everything from going to Hawaii during the bushfires through to not having uh, enough rapid antigen tests in place, even as you foreshadowed the switch to a greater use of them. And for failing to live up to your pledge to hundreds of thousands of people on the NDIS that you will make sure the scheme was fully funded, uncapped and demand driven. And will you uh, apologise to people who've had, the hundreds of people who've had funding arbitrarily cut under the scheme? Jesus. Ooh, okay. And very specific, unfortunately. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. yeah. It's, she was very clear and she wanted, she's just asking if you'll apologise. I mean, mm. what's, what do you do? How do you apologise? How do you... What I would do in that is I would pretend that the apology was for something good. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, I do want to take this opportunity. I apologise for being so goddamn good looking. Oh, yeah. That is no. such a sibling approach. <laughs> sorry. I guess sorry for, like, leading the country. Sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. Sorry my job's really hard yeah. and you're just a shit journalist. Yeah. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> I, th- I think you're on the right track, but ScoMo's actual answer is just, like, one step more divorced from reality. Well, thanks for the question. (laughs) (laughs) Always happy to ask some questions, Prime Minister. Yep. We're all terribly sorry for what this pandemic has done to the world and to this country. So it's just, it's, it's an amazing lack of accountability. We're all very sorry. For what for COVID? Yeah, so he's blaming COVID. But it's also, it's like... And he's apologising on behalf of COVID. (laughs) <laughs> what it did. No, but I think it's one of those awesome sorries. Like, because there's two kinds of sorries. You can be like, sorry for something you did, or you can do the whole like, oh, when someone's dad dies, like, sorry for your loss, which is like, mm. obviously, <laughs> I didn't kill your dad, and like, mm. has nothing to do with it. Like, that's that's the sorry. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry this has happened to you on account yeah. of COVID. I'm, I'm so sorry this you know government which you've got nothing to do with <laughs> happened to ruin your last two years. <sighs> But this is the whole strategy, isn't it? Because he's spent all the past two years trying to blame the states for everything. I don't hold a hose, mate. It's never been his fault. But now the strategy seems to be, I'm really sorry for COVID being beyond my... Like, it's the new Dan Andrews is Omicron. I think it's not a bad gamble. I think I'm it's impressed. Are we going to see attack ads against the coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, if you elect Elbo, then the coronavirus will become Minister for Health. But it's not even like a good rounded answer to the question in terms of encapsulating everything mm. Laura asked because the first thing was the bushfires. The, the bushfires and the Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, sorry, oh. the coronavirus made me get, yeah, do a holiday in Hawaii. The coronavirus is the reason <laughs> yeah. that the people in those bushfire yeah. affected communities haven't yeah. received their subsidy packages yet. And, uh, and also, it's not the coronavirus's fault that he didn't order the rat test. It's like <laughs> I think it is because the coronavirus makes people forgetful and get brain fog. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone in the whole cabinet has had asymptomatic COVID, of course. Mm. and it's it's the it's COVID's fault. In fact, even before even before we knew about it, I reckon Scott Morrison had it. He was in Hawaii. He was on yes. a plane. He had brain. He's had brain fog for two and a half years. The poor man. Yeah, he also Aww. shook hands with Patient Zero when he did that photo op with Guy <laughs> Sebastian. Yes. For some reason, journalists weren't satisfied with oh, this response. Okay. Um, That's crazy. So nine uses David Crow. He asked why the government didn't order more anti- a rapid antigen tests. Mm. 
And um, ScoMo's answer, he did this really weird thing where he said, look, we were focusing on vaccines for children and booster shots, and that was our priority, and that's why we didn't get rats. And it's this awesome trick where you pretend that the government doesn't do more than one thing yeah. at once. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the crazy thing yeah. is, like, they didn't get the vaccines. Like, they, they <laughs> fucked up that thing too. Yeah, we, were, we were focused on fucking up something <laughs> entirely different. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, when you haven't prepared in advance for one crisis, you then have to solve that. You don't want to spend any time thinking about, well, what if there's another crisis yeah. that we're prepared for yet? I it couldn't possibly fuck up two things at the same time. Pandemonium. But also, didn't he suggest that it wasn't his fault because no one was suggesting that you'd need rat tests. Mm. Even though in Britain they'd already had a billion pound scheme yeah. to do it. And it was t- like I was talking to my friends in England and they were all going, oh, yeah, you'll have to stick something up your nose every couple of days. And I was going, what? this is going to be great. <laughs> and then I realised <laughs> it was just a rat test. Yeah. yeah, But also don't forget there was the manufacturer in Queensland who came up with the rapid antigen test and took it to the Australian government and said, hey, <laughs> I'm making all these things in Australia. Mm. Do you want to buy any? And they said, oh, no, we couldn't possibly use it. So he shipped them all overseas. Like We yeah. actually were one of the first countries in the world to have them made on shore. Because no, no, all my American friends, their rat tests come from Australia. It's hilarious. So, But then it, presumably it turned the corner for Scott Morrison and the rest of the press club was was really good for him, was it? Kind of. I mean, they did change tack a bit. They weren't really talking about policy anymore. I mean, Peter <laughs> Van Onselen had this zinger to throw at SCOMA. I wanted to ask you about another close friend, Gladys Berejiklian. Mm-hmm. I've been provided with a text message exchange between the former New South Wales Premier mm-hmm. and a current Liberal Cabinet Minister. In one, she describes you as, quote, a horrible, horrible person going on to say she did not trust you and you're more concerned with politics than people. The minister is even more scathing, describing you as a fraud and, quote, a complete psycho. Does this exchange surprise you? And what do you think it tells us? Do you know what I love about this? Peter Van Onselen has proven time and time again that he is just great at digging up colloquial conversations between women. Like that is just the thing that he is great at. And, you know, a rape victim, trying to prove she was crazy, and now Gladys's text messages. Do you know what else, though? Mm. I know that that conversation is probably a bit jaw-dropping for the large majority of Australians who, I don't know, have been living under a rock for the last 10 years, but... I want to know who the current Liberal MP in that conversation is. Do you reckon they were in that room just like fucking sweating? Isn't the the point that it's basically anyone who knows Scott Morrison (laughs) could be implicated as the other side? I also love the calmness of like, you were quoted as being a, quote, complete psycho. (laughs) How do you respond? But, But the thing I want to know is what the next part of the conversation is because I can entirely imagine that a current uh, Liberal cabinet member actually said, he's a complete psycho. That's what we need in these difficult times. That's why he has my full support. (laughs) (laughs) He's radical. I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you've got his response there, Alexa, but I would love to just hear him go, oh, no, I'm not. (laughs) That's pretty much (laughs) what it was. What did he say? (laughs) His response is hilarious if if you actually think about the subtext. Well, I don't know who you're referring to. Um, or the basis of what you've put to me. Um, but I obviously don't agree with it. And I don't think that's my record. Like, look at my record. <laughs> this is not my record of no, being a total I, no, psycho. No, he is a complete psycho. You know why? He didn't know who they were referring to. <laughs> 
I mean, you'd think that that was the biggest scandal, but there's actually one question which somehow (laughs) reverberated past all these others, and it's the most popular one right now. So you're saying that the one where our Prime Minister was called a complete psycho by by a current cabinet member... No, no, no. uh, no. ...was not the big... So what was it? It's a question that came from Sky News. Oh, so it's a... Oh, hard-hitting. Hard-hitting. Hard-hitting investigative journalism, yeah. Okay. Off the top of your head... Can you tell me the price of a loaf of bread, a litre of petrol, and a rapid antigen test? Do you know what he answered? What did he? Well, surely he said. Um, Don't need about, to. About three dollars, about a dollar eighty nine, and uh, about twelve bucks at the local store. Is that right? I mean, or a hundred dollars on a bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's 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 what he said. He wasn't quite that specific. Well, let me talk to you about a couple of things. Now, I'm not going to pretend to you that I go out each day and I buy a loaf of bread and I buy a litre of milk. I'm not going to pretend to you that I do that. (laughs) And I'll leave those sort of things to you, mate. It's just baffling that he didn't even try to guess. Like, imagine being so out of touch that you're like, whatever I say, it's going to be wrong. (laughs) You just can't guess. (laughs) How much can a loaf of bread cost? 50 bucks? I saw this. I saw this reverberating on Twitter all morning, right? And the thing that was reverberating was milk. Milk's not even in the the question. Yeah, it was petrol. It was petrol. So it had nothing to do with milk. His answer was milk. And I reckon, yeah, he, he worded it back as milk because... If he didn't know the price of petrol, that Ooh. is, he w- has lost the election. If he doesn't know that <laughs> the petrol but is at record highs, yeah. then he is a fuckwit. Yeah, but the thing he's is, he's a psycho. Th- <laughs> I, I, I'm going to defend him on this one. I think that is the most honest reply that Scott Morrison yeah. has ever given to any question. Yeah. Where he says, "I'm not going to pretend that I have a clue how your little people live. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I do." <laughs> um, and in a way, I don't give a shit whether he knows mm. the price of um, of all this. Sort well, of stuff. even petrol. No. Well, no. That's I, I kind of do. Like, but I, I don't care about bread. There's, I mean, d- it depends where do you, where do you get it from. If you're stuck at home because oh, you didn't order an antigen that's, test, that's it, seen the coalition. That was literally on the coalition's talking points yesterday morning. Was well. Bread costs different amounts. You know, over in Mossman, it costs $7.50. Well, I can't remember because I've been stuck at home all week and I've had to pay $10 no, for a loaf of bread. because you're a lazy fuckwit just like <laughs> Scott Morrison. Yeah, you and your sick kid. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust. It's time now for one of our most beloved segments on the Chaser Report. It happens at least once a week. It's a segment where Charles puts a child's life in jeopardy. It's usually one of his own. But Charles, in the intro you mentioned that you've extended your amazing services to other children this time. During the holidays, we really got into making rockets. Do you know about... Rockets? Well, like, like the, just the general, yeah. Yeah, like so the if, general NASA situation? If, or? You, if you go to Hobbyco, you can actually buy model rockets and you can buy 
the explosives, like the gunpowder, that you put underneath the rocket, and then they go really high in the air. It's like the most legal fun you can do. What happened to soda bottle rockets? Why do you need to buy explosives? No, no, because baking soda rockets, we've done baking soda rockets. They would go at most maybe 25, 30 metres if you do a really good one. (laughs) These, that's not enough. The, this one this is like SpaceX was, style. was advertised as going 175 metres. And this is oh. the lowest grade rocket because we're going to go up. This <laughs> It goes A to G and th- that was A grade. And G grade is like the chunky things, which I think must go kilometres up. I'm so happy to be hearing about this. It, it, it completely takes away from the fire I caused at your house with your sons <laughs> a month oh, ago. You this d- is, I'm free now. This is all on you. <laughs> so we got into that and everything like that. And last weekend, we decided to take our latest rockers to this set of sand dunes, right? Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is you don't want to, you know, make the bush catch on fire and, you know, not tell that to cool. California. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Like, you don't want to cause a... That must be why the US kept doing those wars in the Middle East. They're like, if we're going to explode the bombs, <laughs> got to no, do it in the sand. No bush there. <laughs> the giant sand pit. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is that the way it works is you have the rocket and and then what happens is it's called something, the recovery package opens up as it hits the top of the trajectory... And a parachute opens and it sort of glides the rocket down. It's really quite spectacular. Right? Yeah, so you get your sick. rocket back. You get your rocket Can you back. And you use it again. And then you use it again. <gasps> right. So we so we exploded the first one and it worked perfectly. Like I was so proud as a parent. So that it actually worked really well. But in the process of coming down, part of the sort of bit of the rocket that goes into the n- nose of the rocket <laughs> sort of got um, got dented, right? And and my son was going, oh, you know, do you think that's going to be a problem? Because it sort of meant that the nose, which holds the parachute, was really stiff to sort of put in and supposed to, you know, open up and think. Anyway, I said, nah, it'll be fine, it'll be <laughs> fine, right? And then, so we did the second rocket. So we had three charges to do. Did the second one. I forgot to put the wadding in and... So the third one comes around and my two kids have each had a go to launch it because you, you get this amazing thing, which is like this electronic... Is this a sponsor? No, this red electronic panel and you've got to hold down a button and then you launch it. This doesn't and it sound just, very kid-friendly, I've got to be honest. So, no, no, yeah, it's not uh, kid-friendly. <laughs> it, it, it's supposed to be for only over 18s. So oh, like, yeah. right, sorry, <laughs> Hobbyco, not Toys R Us. Yeah, got yeah. it in my head you, now. You've got to show your licence. Yeah, you gotcha, all right, great. <laughs> but but my kids are under 18. But I think that's fine. Like, yeah, you know, fuck it. They've got to learn. Ratings don't matter, You've got to learn how to smoke. At some point in They've been on this show. It's fine. Anyway, sorry. So there's an electronic panel. So then the third kid that we had was actually a friend of my son's. He's 11 years old. Very Uh beautiful. Very serious kid. Not sure you can call a kid beautiful, Um, Charles. No, he's a very beautiful soul. Oh, right. So the last launch had been a bit of a dud, but I sort of... And Hartley, my eldest, was sort of going, I don't think the parachute's going to open. You know, should we be worried about it? No, 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 son. It will be fine. Don't worry about it. Right. So we we launch the rocket. So he launches the rocket. And to be clear, like the lo- little launch pad doesn't have a very long cable. Like it's only about five metres away from the actual rocket. You're standing essentially right under the rocket. Right? But it's all right because the parachute's there, right? <laughs> Except that Hartley turned out to be entirely correct 
that the damage meant that so it went up. It went and it went up spectacularly. It was would have been 175 meters up in the air. This very tall, thin, pointy <laughs> rocket, oh. right? And then, and there was no wind. It just turned around and started hurtling down, right, at 170 with, with all the pay. Because what goes up must come down. This is a science lesson. Okay. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, but the little kid, the idiot little kid, oh, no. then started running towards the rocket, it's like where it was going to land. It's going to catch it. Which was not very far away because it was like, there's no <laughs> weird, like it was just literally coming down. And literally within about a foot of where it came down, like it missed him, luckily. So I didn't kill anyone. But it would have killed him. That's but it, instead, it was really fun. So there you go. That's my story. It reminds me of um, the worst Christmas when I was a kid, which was when my grandparents bought my brother, uh, who loves such things, a rocket kit like this. And um, it was maybe, uh, I don't know, a hundred bucks, something like that. It was a really fancy rocket, exactly the same thing. So a giant stick of gunpowder with it. Yes. And a a beautiful like plastic rocket with a parachute and all this kind of stuff. And they lived in a kind of rural property. So a perfect place to let this thing off. And so we put it in the middle of a paddock, you know, this beautiful fancy rocket, also from Hobby Co, lit it. It went massively up in the air. It was incredibly exciting. Then it started floating down and floating down and floating down, and we never saw it again. (laughs) There was absolutely nothing. The the parents of the kid knew that um, I was taking them to launch a rocket. (laughs) But, I mean, we were out in the dunes. It would have been a huge bird. Like, if, say, it had stabbed him through the heart and he'd bled out in the sand. Oh, my God. What what would have been the correct moral response? What do you like? Return him to his family, well, or do you, you cover it up? Hobby, have to you, carry him. It'd be like forty kilos. Charles, Maybe, I reckon Hobby Co just gives you another kid. Uh, gears from Road Microphones. We're part of the Acast Creator Network, and this was not sponsored by Hobby Co, where you can get death machines any day of the week. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.